successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get out of Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM. I appreciate you joining us today as well on iTunes if you're listening on podcast or at our website grillnationshow.com. Very excited about our show today. I'm going to bring on one of our contributors to the Grill Nation show in a second to introduce uh, our guest today. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, very, uh, very interested to have this guest on today. It's going to be our first guest, I believe, in this area uh, of entrepreneurship and business, and so it's going to be really cool to talk to him. I want to thank our title sponsors of the show before we get going today. They are MoBank, BOK Financial, Trust, and Two West Companies. Contributors to the Grill Nation show include... The KCADC, that's the Kansas City Area Development Council, Port KC, and our contributor, guest host, and on air today is Brian Sarf. He joins us each and every month. He's from True Wealth and Company. Their website is retirewithtrue.com. Great company, local company here in Kansas City. He brings on a, uh, a fascinating guest every month here on the Grill Nation show, each first week of every month on the Grill Nation show, and today is no exception to the rule. Brian, welcome to the show. I would love for you to introduce our guest today. He's uh, well-known here in Kansas City. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Uh, love to be here, and uh, I've been excited about this interview for a couple of months. We've got it set up, and uh, and I want to introduce to you one of the most well-known artists in Kansas City, Mike Savage. He's an entrepreneur who loves our town. He loves giving back to the community, and he loves his Jayhawks. He grew up on Strawberry Hill, and he knew from an early age that he enjoyed capturing the world around him through his artwork. You've seen his work all over town in J.J.'s restaurant, where he displayed his first pastel painting, and the rest is history. Today, Mike Savage is known to many for his acrylic paintings with his broad, thick, and colorful brushstrokes. Mike says on his website, I let my palette be an extension of the world as it seems to me, to the world as I see and envision it. Happy, colorful, simple. Welcome to the show, Mike. Glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the introduction. There, there you go. Brian. That was wow. Yeah, wow. I couldn't do that. Artistic. I liked it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's uh, he's made such an impact on so many people's lives in town that when you see his artwork, it's so colorful, it's so vibrant and bold, and it's just there and it grabs you. And uh, you know, I just how did you develop that style of painting that people have just fallen in love with? Gosh. Uh, well, let me just start by saying I usually don't talk about myself, so uh, trying to be somewhat humble, it's hard to, you know, speak about that. But I, you know, I uh, since I was a kid, I just always liked to draw, and I think starting with a pencil, and uh, to this day, that's my technology. Uh, uh, <laughs> studying it uh, through where I went to grade school, high school, and at, at University of Kansas, it uh, opened up a lot of things and. College is basically, for me, was a place to practice. And you look at through your art history studies or other people doing things, and you play around and you find something that works, that comes out of you. And a lot of inspiration over the years from 
a lot of places. And you find a way that it just feels right, and you start following that, so to speak. And, and I just like color. <laughs> it's pretty pretty simple. And I like to paint everything that's around me. I, I could see something as far as a composition goes in my eye anywhere. And I could say, oh, gosh, I see a painting or a drawing or something, and I just put it down and do it. Which uh, artists have had uh, the most impact on you that you love to follow that you can kind of see their work in yours that have really had an impact on you? You know, I have been asked that many times, and I've always had like a, a, a top three. And uh, I've always liked the Impressionistic era, and I've liked uh, Claude Monet. But there was a, a guy named John Singer Sargent who was known for his portrait work, but I just thought he was just an amazing talent. Uh, and how he could paint. And then going into the more abstract area, um, okay, why am I drawing a blank here? Uh, Is that Tebow that's on your website? Well, I like him too. I okay. forget. He'll be in the top five. Wayne Tebow and Mark go. Rothko. Yeah. And, and Mark Rothko, this big color, flat colorist, uh, big areas. I don't know. It, it's like any kind of art. Uh, if it talks to you for some reason, you kind of just gravitate to it. I like how you say you start with your technology, right? <laughs> You're not on the computers doing graphic design and that. It's, well, I have. it's through a pencil. <laughs> yeah. I, that I, you I still create do your that. world. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of where I kind of started. I mean, I knew that, you know, going out, being a painter, at least when I was at school, and that was a long time ago, uh, the city was different and the art world was not as existent as it is now. So I kind of went into the graphic design side also and illustration because I like that. And kind of into the advertising area, little did I know that when you get out of school that they don't hire illustrators. It's all freelance. Well, just a lot of things you didn't know back then. You kind of walk out, the door closed, and you're on your own. Now it's a lot better. Uh, you really are prepared in the, the world of art. But uh, I did that, and I finally just kind of jumped ship at one point and said, I'm just going to start painting because I was doing a lot of it on the side besides working all the time. When was that? How many years were you in the uh – yeah, uh, well, let's see, uh, uh, 20 years ago, well, that would put me at 40. If you do the math, uh, I quit where the company I was working at and was involved with. And so you were freelancing at the same time. With the well, when I got out of school, I, I went to work for various companies just trying to get a job in it, in the art world. And mm -hmm. I kept getting involved what there was for the fine art side. If you can want to divide them, uh, when I, when I graduated, it, everything was under the header of uh, Bachelor of Fine Arts. Now it's very, you know, select, I don't know what they call it. Anyway, uh, so I, I did that. I instantly tried to get involved with arts areas and try to do the fine arts side and paint. And when I, uh, and I, and I started doing freelance with graphics and then uh, someone that I went to school with, uh, knew the owner of the restaurant JJ's and I put some stuff up and mm. you know, 28 years, 30 years later, it's still there. It's just, it was a great, great opportunity. I didn't pass it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious about that, Brian, because when do you actually decide I'm going to make a life of this, you know, oh, and gosh. when you're at the company and you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and business folks uh, struggle with that, when you can uh, actually make a living doing what you want to do and what you love. Well, yeah. not to get specific. Uh, I had an epiphany for, good or bad reasons <laughs> but uh you know it was with me from forever i i always laugh i have a good friend that's uh 
in the, this world. And we went to grade school together. And I remember reading in eighth grade, uh, it was, you know, I went to Catholic grade school and the nuns handed out kind of a little brochure about what you could do with your life and business. And it, be an artist, make a hundred thousand a year. I'm like, I'm going to be an artist <laughs> you know, because we always drew and painted. And, uh, it wasn't that simple, but I, I, you know, I just gravitated. I just knew from day one that I wanted to do something with the arts. Mm-hmm. Your website is sav-art.com yeah. for our listeners. Yeah, everybody calls it Save Art, but it's really Sav Art because my last name is Savage, of course. But we got thirty seconds left in this segment. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun today. I want to Brian obviously will will bring us back from break here, but uh, Brian Sar from True Wealth and Company, retire with True dot com. Um, we're going to try to bring some of your illustrations to life here on the radio. Uh, some of your most famous ones, but uh, uh, if you haven't looked on the website, it's amazing. And also, too, you also are on Facebook and Instagram, which are very good for photos and posting paintings. But uh, check those out, too. They're all on sav-art.com. We're right back after the break with Brian Sarf and Mike Savage. Uh, you're listening to Grill Nation Show. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM. Appreciate you joining us on iTunes via podcast or on the website, grillnationshow.com. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill. I'm joined today by Brian Sarf, uh, guest host and honor contributor who joins me each and every month on the Grill Nation Show. Uh, he brought with him Mike Savage today, who is an artist. His website is sav-art.com. Also, he's on Facebook and Instagram, just look for him uh, on his website. Both links are there. I have them up now. Amazing art. And, uh, man, I feel like I need to have you commission something. So Brian's <laughs> going to lead off the second segment. Start us off here, Brian. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk, Mike, about your childhood and growing up on Strawberry Hill and the Polish and Croatian community and you know what that meant to you as a kid and what that means to you today. Is I know you still go back and, and see folks there from time to time, and you've done a lot of work uh, painting in that part of town. Uh, gosh, uh, that's a big question. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I am half Croatian, half Polish. I lean to the Polish side, and I don't mean anything against the Croatian side, but uh, my mom was Croatian, my dad was Polish, and at the time, that was a mixed marriage. Uh, they were kind of frowned upon. Casey, uh, uh, Kansas, at the time, was uh, it's a very ethnic community, at least when we were raised, my parents were raised there, and their parents were immigrants, and a lot of Eastern Bloc, call them eastern block uh uh cultures yeah cultures thank you uh were brought over to work in the packing houses because they knew how to make sausage <laughs> and there's still christmas house of sausage over there on sixth street that can't beat it uh but anyway uh you know houses are two feet apart you had to walk sideways to get to the backyard mm-hmm. uh we've moved a little bit farther west uh you know, as progress uh, was made, but uh, very tight communities. Uh, every corner had a church, a grocery store, and uh, a pub or a saloon, we called them. Uh, and, you know, it's very close, but times changed. And, uh, but, you know, there was a lot of music, you know, ethnic music, and a lot of food, and you carry that with you. And all the different grade schools that, uh, you know, they're called CYO, Catholic Youth Organizations. Uh, 
we all ended up going to the same high school together at Bishop Ward, which you knew everybody. And it was just a really strong community, very good work ethic, uh, very blue collar. And I don't know, I just kind of carry that with me uh, with the art world. Just, you know, you got to keep working uh, as with anything. Yeah. Talk about the impact your uh, your mom and dad um, had on you and uh, and how that has impacted you today as, as an artist. Well, uh, I don't an think entrepreneur, well, I, yeah. yeah, I don't think uh, my mom ever missed a day of work. Uh, my dad was 23 years in the Air Force, retired at 40, and my uncles and everybody were involved either in politics. My uncle's a sheriff, or in the community, and my cousins and every I, it, it, and your friends were. It, it's just a small community that everybody knew everybody. Uh, so and everybody worked hard, and if you did, then you were kind of not singled out, but you knew. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really keeping up with everybody. You just had that mindset to do the best if you could. I know. I, I read. Uh, uh, I read somewhere that the advice that your your dad gave and your mom <laughs> gave about being an artist. Uh, well, yeah, that, they weren't. Uh, well, you know, and, and I'll be honest. Uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, artistic culture over in that sense. And I mean that not disparagingly at all. Uh, but they didn't really get what I was doing. But they were behind me 100%. My dad always said, whatever you do in life, have a good time. And my mom would always say, whatever you do, make sure you have health insurance. <laughs> so you have this balance. And I think that's really true across the board. Uh, you know, my buddies from college, we all stuck together. And our motto was work hard, play hard. But, you know, you worked hard first. Uh, and I don't mean play hard in a negative sense. You enjoyed yourself or tried to. Uh, well, I think that's, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, sometimes when you're playing, you feel like you should be working. And sometimes when you're working, you feel like you should be playing. And it's good to be able to compartmentalize that to when you're going to work, you work and get your work done so that when you're playing, you can enjoy it and you have your time off to recoup and regenerate, you know, yeah. um, and to, uh, to, to get your, your batteries recharged so you can give it your all when you come back to your work mode. You know, I still have a hard time with that. Uh, and uh, it's funny, uh, most of my friends are all independent. Uh, at this point in our lives too. Uh, and I think when you are independent and I, and I don't know this, I'm just making an assumption. I, you work differently or you, you work harder or you're more focused or else you just are having more fun because it's for yourself. Yes. If that makes sense. I, I think that's, that's definitely the heart of an entrepreneur. Of course there is the, the Catholic guilt, you know, that's <laughs> hard to get rid of too. So I, that place to, I, went, I went to Catholic schools my, as my, as well. Oh, so you know, through high school and college, <laughs> yeah, so, very well. Yeah. Um, talk to us about how your art, your your focus and discipline is for your pieces to create a composition that is strong and keeps the viewer's eyes moving. Never allowing the viewer to focus on just one spot. That's pretty interesting. I've never heard anything like that before. Uh, you know, and I, you know, sometimes over the course of time, when I start, you know, doing this full time, you have to think about yourself and what you're doing. I think uh, I did. And you look at your work and people, what I was doing, art fairs, they ask you a lot of questions. And so you have to look at yourself and say, gosh, why did I do that? And I decided, well, I was always taught fundamentally uh, composition is everything in any way you paint or draw or create. And so you don't want your eye to focus on one spot. So I don't know how I do it. I think it's just kind of an automatic thing. Uh, I start drawing and it just takes shape and I don't want it to just get stuck on one area because it's the whole, uh, not to sound heavy or anything. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the color to me is what I, is what I love. The it's just this thick, like all this acrylic is on <laughs> is on the canvas, right? You've got this yeah. th- this really big impact you're making when you're making a statement. Well, I don't want yeah, I don't want to give you know uh, trade secrets out or anything, but uh, I don't use a palette. Uh, I have open jars of paint and I I mix on the canvas, uh, so it kind of changes how things work and I I catch a lot of uh, not grief, but people give me a hard time like how come you don't use brown? I just never use brown because all colors will make brown. I had a color theory class at school that I didn't at KU. It was just so difficult. Yet in hindsight, it was so instructive on. It to my core about just naturally knowing how color works. It's real important what's next to each other, and yeah, you know, well, I don't need to teach anybody here today. But uh, uh, it, the color is just—it's everywhere. I just see it that way. I don't know. I can't really explain it. It's just a natural occurrence from me. Mm-hmm. And you paint all kinds of different buildings and structures, and yeah. and sports stuff is very uh, prevalent. I've noticed with a lot of. Chiefs, Royals, KU Sporting, MU, K-State. You've done a lot of really cool pictures for, in those areas, too, which I would feel like would, would look great on a in a uh, bar and in someone's uh, basement, right? Yeah, and, and they have been. You know, and uh, I paint them for many reasons. One, because you know, I love our city and I love my school and uh, I love the sports. I love, you know, the arts. The, I like people's house. I mean, people, but I do a lot of commission work, so people ask me to paint certain things. And I'm involved with, organizations where you know i might paint something that's uh for them for their event that's they like the kc themes uh or the plaza and i do too i'll paint anything i don't care i mean <laughs> I really, I do, I I know, i'm just not that kind of artist i, I like to paint everything mm-hmm. and if, if you go to your facebook page uh you have all <laughs> kinds of different examples which is really cool mm-hmm. um and brian too you have he has you have a a location right well, I had a gallery. I closed okay. it a year ago. You did, okay. Yeah, it's just I had a 15 years. It's just time in my life to, I thought, slow it down a bit. But uh, as Brian had talked previously, uh, I'm kind of running everything with the help of a, a friend a little bit. And it's still a business. Yeah. And High demand for your business. It's not slowing down. No, it's not. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, gosh, there's paperwork. <laughs> you, gotta, <laughs> you, you still have to take care of the administration and talking to people communicating and you know i'll be blessed i i like doing that uh but you know there's days it's like gosh i just want to paint but you know you you have to treat it as a it's become a business and that's not bad to say you know mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's kind of where i was going to go brian lead us off with another question here with two minutes yeah, left well when, when i look at um you know when i look at your where you grew up in town in strawberry hill and kck uh, what are the, the the parts of town there that you like to paint that you like to <laughs> you know, that you like to visit that really have the, the color and really kind of bring out that community for you? Well, I think wherever you're from, that's what you remember. But I like the old buildings. I like the hill. And I like the history that ties into it. Uh, and you can bring the history. You know, like we talked uh, over at St. John's, you know, they still have their club with six lanes of bowling. And I bowled growing up and playing football on the hill, which went right into the highway. <laughs> and... <laughs> Just these really old had character, yeah. uh, you know. It, and a lot of those buildings are still there. Still they're still standing. there. Uh, you, know, you have an entire section of your website all about yeah, you know, just on that area. Well, where you uh, grew yeah, because I, you know, I like to go back to them. I mean, it, it's part of my life. You know, it's, absolutely, it's still in me. And you know, uh, we all dropped our basketball picks off over there too. Uh, I don't want to get specific, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not doing very well on those either. But no, no one but, is. <laughs> no. Uh, 
minute left in the segment. Uh, I'd like to talk a little about, you know, kind of when you started making some money doing this and how you mentioned the administration part. That's got to be hard for an artist to, to manage all that, right? Well, uh, in a way, uh, but I worked in business. I was a creative director for a design firm. So uh-huh. you have a department and you know how it works. You know, the business side of it. Well, I mean, I didn't run the business side, but I was involved in all that. So you carry that with you. And, you know, I had someone that worked for me and ran the gallery and we had other artists and you communicate with all that and you put your input in, uh, and you learn over time. Uh, but now it's all on me because I decided to bring it all home and just do it myself. But there's, I have a learning curve. I'm going back in and learning stuff I didn't wasn't used to doing, mm-hmm. which is good, but it's frustrating right now. Yeah, but you also have technology too. You, I've looked at your website. You have all these photos. I say, oh, I like that. I like that. It's yeah. made it maybe a little easier to get your work out where people don't have to go to the gallery to see it. And that's another whole other story about the technology. <laughs> it really is. It uh, changed overnight. It definitely did. Uh, Brian Sarf is my guest host today, on-air contributor and contributor to the Grill Nation show. We're talking to Mike Savage, sav-art.com is his website, also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we'll be right back after the break with more of the Grill Nation show. Thanks for listening to 980 AM. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I appreciate you listening again today on 980 AM or on iTunes via podcast or at grillnationshow.com. Again, today with me is Brian Sarr from True Wealth and Company. Their website is retirewithtrue.com. A contributor to the Grill Nation show joins me each and every month with a guest. Uh, and today we have Mike Savage from Sav Art. The website is sav-art.com. Also on Instagram and Facebook. A really cool interview so far. Uh, Brian, we're going to talk more about the business side of what Mike does in this segment. Yeah, it's fascinating to me the you know the years you spent at the Plaza Art Fair um, with you know your, your your such demand for your work, the people that would line up to see you and talk with you. You had your gallery and those things, and I kind of want to talk about you know that was you know before of where you your your business was going in that, and now you're in an evolution of what this next phase is, and I would just kind of like to talk about. You know, what made that transition from where you were at before and where you're headed to now? And, and let's you know talk through some of that, uh, the challenges and struggles you've, you've had to overcome. Yeah, well, uh, a lot of it's, you know, it's out of necessity. I mean, everything you do is what comes at you and how you react to it. Uh, when I made the leap of faith and uh, left my company and started, uh, and I was painting on the weekends. I had a lot of commission and work going on. So when I... Uh, quit my job. I felt confident that I could move forward. And I had young kids and, you know, I came home from work, told my wife, Hey, I quit my job. And she's like, Hey, great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she really was. She was. And so first thing we did, you know, we start thinking, okay, where can we go with this? Entered art shows and people think you just go to them. Well, you have to apply and you're not always accepted. And I didn't always get accepted to high end ones, but we got on the road and we traveled, took the kids with us. And it was an experience, and we met people. They signed our book, and we learned about databases at the time. You know, computers were being very big then. So one thing I always embraced was the technology because it does offer you so much opportunity. And I don't want to jump forward, but you look at the Facebook. I have two Facebook pages. One's for my personal BS, 
And the other one's the business side. I respect both of those uh, in, the, in how they work. Same with Instagram. I have one just for being fun and being myself and or the other one's talking about art. And I also try to approach it with how I look at life all the time, just, you know, being positive, uh, even though there's times you really want to rant and rave, but you don't. But anyway, back to as you go through there and then we had opportunities to do different things and you, you just keep working and you say, okay, well, the technology comes out. So how about a website? So you design one and it does X amount because that's what's available. And then you find out, gosh, it does more. And there's all these options and applications. And we talked about before, if you don't know how to do it, find someone to help you. Uh, so I have some great people, support people that make me look good, <laughs> so to speak. But you have a great team around you that help is. you with all the, with, with technology, yeah. with orders, with customer service, with everything, everything involved with running a business. Except now I got to do it all. But anyway, I, I have learned. But that, you know, it's out there. And that's nothing wrong with doing that. Uh, and I've been involved with other galleries. But when I wanted to start my own, I just was driving down the street, saw for rent checked it out, came home, and we did it, and we built it, and just with what we knew what to do, and you communicate to people. And, you know, the motto I always said, and I don't know where I got it from, was, uh, you know, if you're not seen, you're not seen. And so you have to stay current. you got to stay on top of it because there's someone behind you always catching up on you, right? Mm-hmm. You said that? Uh, yeah, if you're not moving forward. Yeah. Uh, Satchel Page? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But – and, you know, you don't want to worry about that because some days, you, don't, you know, I seem like I work every day and you want to take a break and it's hard to do that. But it all depends on what's important to you. I'm at a point in my life, I mentioned to you, Brian, before that, you know, 10 years ago, I got hit with this really strange infection that about, about took me out and left me with some, some issues that I deal with daily. And it got to a point in my life where, okay, I need to look at things differently. And so that's just one aspect of just life and business or anything you have to look at it and adapt so well, i know you have to compartmentalize some of that pain that you have yeah. in, your, in your in your leg and your arm and the challenges that brings to the running a business and being an artist and presenting that positive face when internally you know you're having some serious pain that's going through and you have to ignore that and compartmentalize it to keep moving forward yeah you know i, uh, I hate to say it, but i have a knack for doing that except when you're done it it knocks you out. I mean, you, I, it's not so much about putting on a good face. That's really who I am. But yes, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but you have to. You bring yourself out as much as you can. But when you get – when it, I learned to know when to stop because uh, I have to. And that's hard for me because I wasn't that type of person. I yes. like to go 24-7, and mm-hmm. I can't anymore. Well, I know that having, having fought off that illness, having conquered it and put it behind you, even though part of it still lives with you every day – it's brought you to a point in your life where you're kind of evolving and transforming Mike Savage and what this next phase is going to be and this next you know chapter in your life is going to be. And talk about what do you see uh, as you as you move forward that that that's changing you know your your business. Well, I was hoping that you would tell me what that was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'll tell you the truth. Since the, it's like every January, it's a new rebirth of some sort. That's uh, right. And I was like, gosh, dang, not again. And uh, I have a lot of plans, and they're stirring up in your head, but they're still bottom lines in your life, your children and your existence and your where you live and friends and whatever else you do. Uh, again, that sounds corny, but that's that's part of it. And just because you're an artist doesn't mean it's any different from anybody else doing anything. Uh, so at this point, I'm just kind of taking a, a slight breather 
and reassessing and I'm taking the people around me that know how to help me say, okay, here's what I want to do. How can it, how can I go forward with that? And I really don't know the answer right now. I have some plans, but, but I, I you know, I, I've never really had a plan. I didn't know what the plan would be. Of, it's always been a leap of faith. Uh, and that's what I'm doing right now. So I just embrace what tools are out there and trust yourself uh, that you're doing the right thing. Uh, yeah. I keep taking chances. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are a lot of aspiring artists. Um, I have one in my house with my older daughter who just loves lettering and calligraphy. And that's, she's good, too. <laughs> and she, she loves that. Uh, you know, she wants to, she's studying at Ohio State uh, in, the, in the medical field. Um, she's still, she just finished up her freshman year, you know, and still wants to stay, you know, focused on that. She loves, uh, she loves being artistic and creative. I know there are so many kids that have that ability, that have that creative instinct in them, and they have that, that, that desire. But society seems to really want to push kids away from that because they have this view that there's all, everybody's a starving artist and they're not going to be able to make it. Um, what advice do you have for, for kids that are artists that want to express themselves and be creative and find their, their place you know, in, the, in, in the world of art? But that's a tough thing. I think you have to be true to yourself. You got to be strong. And you know, it's not easy for a, a young, a young person to be strong all the time about what their future is going to be. You want respect from your, or the strength of your family to be around you. But sometimes you just have to take that jump. But you know, there's nothing wrong. Like I, I've, I've seen your daughter's work. It's great. Uh, do both. You know, uh, just follow it as far as, it, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can honestly say I probably worked of the first 20 years, I'd say 18 were probably not where I wanted to be, but you keep going, okay, I'm just going to keep trying doing something, you know, and I got lucky, uh, but I hope that the work cu- coupled with the luck, uh, but I also try to be uh, uh, viable. So, you know, uh, Thomas Hart Benton, I think it was him, he said, I just as soon hang my work in a gas station or a saloon as a museum. A lot more people go there. And, you know, and, and it's kind of true. So there's nothing to be. Amen to that. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, God, I did stuff. Yeah, God, you wouldn't believe the <laughs> stuff I've done. And, you know, I've, I'd like to honestly say that I never got too perturbed by it. Probably a little bit when I was younger because you have that, oh, I want to be this. And, I, oh, I can't do that. But now it's like, man, I get to do that. Well, it just makes me better everything I do. Every so when time. you went up in JJ's as a young man. Um, how did that heart? So people start saying, I love this. I want this. Well, first of all, you're like, oh my gosh, how do I even build? How do I even charge for this? How do I? Well, we had a great situation. Well, first of all, we found the place before it was even JJ's. It was uh, Don Pepe's. And my buddy and I went in there like, wow, 75 cent beers, neighborhood joint. And no one's in here. This is perfect. (laughs) Right on the plaza. Right there, you know, and it changed pretty quick and met the owner. And like I said, uh, his girlfriend was a friend of mine and she knew my work at school and said, hey, come in and do this. And I did. And, Mm -hmm. Two of my friends did it the next two months, and then they came back, and he asked me again. And, again, uh, we just kind of sat down and said, uh, hey, just trying to change that once in a while. I won't take any cut of it as long as you keep it fresh. And we've had shows and fun, and it's been good for everybody. And it's it was a good opportunity. And I think he was one of the first guys in the city that really took this idea and ran with it. Mm. But um, – I forgot what was the question. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, that's kind of when you got your start, right? And you yeah, realized well, I could make yeah. a business out of this. Yeah, and that was that was before. That was, gosh, how old was I then? This is 1980, uh, and my work I had that 1987 was whenever you first hang your, yeah, okay. hang well, your first picture. In yeah, there, I right? kept working in the, 
the advertising or in the graphic world 10 years after that still. So, and, you know, my buddy and I entered the art camp, or Plaza Art Fair just on a lark, and <laughs> we got in. And God, you should have seen our display. It was so bad. <laughs> we didn't know about tents and stuff like that. But, <laughs> but you know, and it, it, it was, it's really pretty funny. Yeah, you think, did it rain that first year? Oh, no? my God. <laughs> And, you know, we built this thing. It was really the three little pigs, you know. Everybody has the brick house. We had the, we didn't even have sticks and straw, you know. But we learned a lot, and we sold a lot, and we had fun, and we met people. And then you went to about it. You've connected with so many people on yeah. such a great level yeah. that they feel that they know you, even though they've never met you, <laughs> yeah. but it's all been through your artwork. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just surreal, that, well, yeah, that, that connection. Yeah, you know? And on that point, though, going back to about, there's so many people that I meet that I communicate with, I mean, that I don't meet. But a lot of them are very artistic in nature, and they're like, they'll show me stuff, and, but they haven't done it. They've done something else. Yeah. Like, what we, the advice I would say to anybody that has that, like my brother, uh, he lives in Dallas, very talented guy, but he's doing something else. But I told him, I said, Dave, get a room and put all your stuff up. Yeah. So it's there. I love it. And you go to it. Because otherwise, for me, the biggest pain is opening those damn jars every day. You know? <laughs> Getting ready. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I got that shoulder. But, we'll, uh, get, we'll get back into this okay. in the next segment. Okay, You're listening sorry. to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast and at grillnationshow.com. I hope you enjoyed our show today. It's been a lot of fun. Brian Sarf from True Wealth and Company, uh, retirewithtrue.com, a great company here helping people um, retire uh, quickly and, and uh, helping successful people make work optional. Yes, that's, I'll, that's I'll be the, calling you. That's the tagline, <laughs> but making your life easier. Uh, he joins us each and every month. Mike Savage, Sav Art is with us, sav-art.com. Uh, we've got a, a short segment here, so Brian, why don't you kick us off? Well, I first want to say that you have to go to Mike's website and go to, go to sav-art.com and just mill around and look at the prints that he has, the original works that he have that he has on his site, and you'll find so many different things that you love. Um, I have a painting. I can't uh, I, I can't say what it is because it's for a, it's a gift for a client uh, <laughs> that I found on the website. And it just perfectly represents uh, my clients. I've got it at, at the office, and it's a gift that I'll give to him when he comes in in a few weeks for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just represents so many cool parts of Kansas City and sports with. You know, the, the painting you had of Mahomes and the painting you have, of you know, just of roosters and cows and clouds. I mean, you're known as the cloud guy, aren't you? Yeah, and I worked on a farm growing up, and then, you know, that was a big influence, but that's a whole other day. And, and I will mention, too, just to add to that real quickly, you have prints, you do framing, you have ornaments, you have card stock, you do custom uh, commission stuff. I mean, there's a lot of options. You're very approachable, yeah. and yeah. like Brian's saying, you have... All kinds of different things to look at in collections, and it's yeah. all on your website, sav.art.com. Dash art.com. You'll Mike Savage. Yeah. Yes, I will. Hey, get that right, buddy. And uh, <laughs> you're all over Instagram and Facebook. And I mean, I'm telling you, I want to buy half the website. Oh, so. There you go. There you go. What's, uh, do you have, you know, a couple of, of, of pieces that people order more than others that, that stand question. out to you as like your, your, the, the, the artwork that people love the most? Uh, well, I, I can't say one specifically, but I can say subject matters. People love, the Kansas City skyline paintings I've done and or plaza scenes. Uh, of course, the Royals and Chiefs, 
Uh, and, you know, stuff for their schools that I've painted. Uh, a lot of KU stuff's been great. Uh, I knew he would say that as a KU guy. <laughs> well, I had to. Was, was it hard to paint the stuff from Mizzou right when you painted? No, I don't. Them? I don't we're play both, that game. We're both Mizzou grads, I don't so. play that game. <laughs> we'll, we'll get your one. The, the, the only people that probably ask you for your Mizzou columns. Photos, well, I, I, let's not go there now. Let's just you know, that's, that's another day too. No, no. I, you know, I, people are tutor school, and that's important. And you, know, you should always enjoy that aspect of you know that part of your life. So. Uh, you you have uh, so many community organizations that you give back to, and you have forever, and you you continue to do so. Talk about the organizations that you give back to, and how you help them uh, raise money for their cause, and you know to help them make an impact, and, and what's important to them, and what's important to you. Well, uh, I think just to state first, I think for where I grew up, what I think we've always had a sense of community. Uh, because everybody, I wouldn't say they struggled, but they were on the same level. And so you helped each other. And it was kind of in my upbringing and education was, you know, uh, I was part of it. Uh, when I was at KU, I, uh, you know, not to toot a horn, but I got a scholarship uh, for my senior year. And I thought, wow, you know, it, it, it made me feel like, okay, everything I've been doing, maybe there's a chance I could make a living at this. Uh, so, when I started the gallery, the first thing I did, I got a hold of uh, KU and the art department. And I said, I want to start a scholarship and do the same thing that, that well, what it was is uh, every year now we've had it, I don't know, gosh, 15, 16 years now. Uh, I, I go judge the student show and uh, the juniors that we pick out will get X amount of money for their senior year. They could do whatever they want with it. They could you know, buy paint supplies. They could buy beer. It doesn't matter. But it helps them to give the ones that are really dedicated a sense of, okay, I'm doing the right thing. That's awesome. And that was just really important to me. And uh, I just always believe in giving back. And for me, I can't always give time. But I have things that people, you know, prints or paintings, whatever. Uh, you know, and there are so many great institutions. And they all need help. And I, I, like, to, I like to help. So it's not much because I can't give my time. Uh, uh, so, but I think through your prints, like you have some some of the fundraisers where they can direct people to a site where they yeah. can order a print. They get a print from you, and a part of that that money oh, yeah, goes yeah. to help that fundraiser. Yeah, we created out. a fundraiser of things, so it's turtle pretty much turnkey. A lot of schools have come to me, and or say a sorority or uh, fraternity or even any kind of organization and say. Uh, they could buy my painting of whatever they want, uh, whether it's of their institution or their school or something specific uh, for X amount. I give them a discount. And then everything goes to our website. They don't have to do anything. People go in there and at their event, they could sign up, they could buy a print, and we give percentage back to them. And they don't mm-hmm. have to do anything. That's and the best way to do it. It is. It's easy. Because, you know, you get asked all the time for yeah. auctions and yeah. all kinds of things. And, you know, when you can actually say, here's what we do for our charity. And yeah. so you kind of have that plan yeah. that you already have in place. And I'm so not good at saying no. Yeah, know. yeah. No, well, you know, that, on that note, though, I had a, a friend, we were talking about that, and she said, I said no the other day. I said, how was that? She goes, God, it killed me. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I took that as, and it wasn't because she didn't want, it was just a situation, because she likes to give too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kansas City is one of the best, biggest giving communities in this country. Mm-hmm. They're great. Yeah, I, I like being Very part of that. Very philanthropic Kansas City. Yeah, you get a lot of calls, you know, and you want to say no, but I can't. I want, I, I want to give. People say, well, I can. It's not about can. It's because you want to. 
That's important. Mm-hmm. As an entrepreneur, as a business owner, um, what advice do you have for any business owner out there? Not just in the art in the art world itself, but for business owners that are doing what they're passionate about, building their dream. Um, what advice do you have have for them? Uh, well, I I got advice that this be kind of funny. My advice from someone was uh, either get a dry cleaner or a liquor store. Uh, <laughs> but on, on being funny, uh, you know, I think you have to believe in yourself. You just got to take steps with the downs. If you have a product, and it, sorry, art's a product. It's a product of you. Uh, believe in it. And man, just keep looking forward and look for the opportunities. And mm-hmm. take everything. Take everything. Yeah. Never say no. For someone who might want a custom piece commissioned, what's here's the, my what's, number. What's the, what's the time? What's the timeline for you? Because I know you're a busy man. Uh, you know, uh, it all depends. I work with everybody. Some people, hey, I'm not in the big hurry, so I put it down. Or some say, hey, you know, I, my son had some friends that got married, or, and uh, you know, I did stuff for their wedding. Uh, well, you know, it was last minute, but ask yeah, my my son and his buddies. I know these guys from college, <laughs> you know, and I'll do anything for them. Everybody's flexible, and everybody understands, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so but, it can be you, you just work with the client. Yeah, and, I just work with everybody. And I, I just be honest with them. I go, I got someone that's here or hot. Can you wait a minute? I got stuck. Can you do this? And they're they're all great. Well, that's how I met you. Was yeah. uh, was we were redesigning that took forever, didn't it? <laughs> it, it did. We were designing our new office, and uh, I had a designer helping us lay out our lobby. And she she sent me some some suggestions, and then another one of my clients uh, sent over some suggestions, and both of them suggested you. Uh, and I'd seen your artwork forever and loved it, and so we. Picked the Kansas City skyline, you know, scouting the performance, yeah. Yeah. and had you add in our brand mm-hmm. elements in there, and painted that, and uh, and then uh, you and Patty surprised me at the office of yeah, delivering great. it when I thought it was going to be a few more weeks, and yeah. you had it there for our open house. I really appreciate you know, that. And on that note, uh, that's what's really rewarding. But I'm sure there's like, if there are any artist listeners out there, like rolling around, you know, gnawing on their teeth or whatever. But you know. It's okay to do that for me. I like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I just want to say thank you. Oh, it was a phenomenal vice, piece vice of work, versa, and everybody loves versa. it when they see it. It's so well, it's a two way street. And yeah. I want to thank both of you guys for coming on today, Brian. Obviously, each and every month, True Wealth and Company retire with True Brian Sarf. Yes, sir. Thank helping you. others make work optional. Yes, every uh, each and every day. And Mike Savage from Sav Art website sav art dot com. Amazing artist here in Kansas City. Congrats on your success and thanks for coming on. You betcha. Glad to be here. Thank you, Brian. You're welcome. Thanks, Jason. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll see you again next week. Take care. Have a good one.